0: Money FM 89.3, Best of Weekends.
1: Very uh, honored to have in the studio with us right now the Ukrainian ambassador to Singapore, Katarina Zelenko, joining us. Good morning. Great to have you with us.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: uh, great. Um, lots going on. And why don't you give us a brief update? The, uh, the European Union has now uh, agreed that they want to... Uh, uh, Consider the application uh, for Moldova and Ukraine and uh, the U.S. just uh, approved a big aid package Mm. for military uh, last week. Uh, Give us your perspective. What's what's going on with the war there and how people are doing and, and what's happening geopolitically?
2: Yeah, still, um, in the very heart of Europe, in the 21st century, we see the full-fledged war, which was instigated by the, by the Russian Federation against Ukraine, unjustified, unprovoked. And uh, uh, Ukraine keeps standing, standing firmly. We keep holding our ground, our guys, our military keep holding their line. But, of course, this is a... There are still fierce fights in Donbass, which means that we need support. We need support and we feel that we are not alone. You're absolutely right, Glenn, just uh, uh, yesterday we got a very positive feedback from the European Commission and we Mm. are uh, expecting the uh, feedback from uh, the European Council to see what is um, the perspective for Ukraine to get a status of a candidate. Uh, what does it mean for Ukraine? Well, it means that um, everything that is going on. This is um, for Ukraine uh, just following its path. Its path as a European prosperous country, which has never given up its plans, which uh, is not wavering in its in its resolve to to become part of uh, the European Union. And yes, it comes with a price. The price is ultimate. We keep losing our um, best people, mm. and of course we see that also Russia remains focused on war
1: and not diplomacy. What, what's striking to me is the, the, just the, the massive destruction that's happening throughout the country. I mean, it's heartbreaking to see infrastructure bridges and, uh, you know, of course the people involved is, is first and foremost the, the most tragic thing, but, but
0: the physical
1: country yeah. itself is just being
0: battered. Which will take years, if not decades, to rebuild.
2: Absolutely. So if you look mm. at the um, figures now, um, 220,000 people have lost. Their homes, so they would be eager to go back home, but they just simply do not have any place to stay. Uh, More than 18,000 civilian infrastructure facilities have been destroyed, including schools, hospitals, and many other facilities, uh, which needs to be uh, rebuilt or just uh, just built new. And of course, uh, um, still five million Ukrainians are abroad. Uh, which means that um, more cost, more planning is needed in order to accommodate all of them, and we' are extremely grateful to the countries, to neighboring countries, to Poland and um, many others who really opened their hearts, their homes, their doors mm. for Ukrainian, mm. calling them their new neighbors. This is something which is critical at this moment.
0: And, and what about the international community? We've already talked about the EU. Uh, President Biden has pledged more military aid to the Ukraine. Yesterday, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson made a second visit to Kiev where he promised strategic endurance, uh, giving promises to give this strategic endurance. I'm not entirely sure what that means. But from your perspective, what more do you want to see from the international community?
2: Three things are critical at the moment. Of course, uh, we need uh, military support because we are dealing with with a formidable army which is quite poorly led and uh, disoriented and uh, the moral is low. But still, uh, there are places where Russian troops outgun Ukrainian ones which means that we need more equipment, more troops, more heavy artillery. Second is, of course, financial support because Ukraine under the heavy circumstances of war has to keep its economy afloat. Which is critical not only for, um, for the state, but also for, for the people on the ground. And the third thing, which is, uh, very important from my point of view is, of course, spreading the word, just keeping yes. Ukraine in focus of the international community is very important to have public opinion in favor of Ukraine staying mm-hmm. firmly because we may not allow that, uh, Ukraine, uh, disappears from the headlines. It is something which is, uh, which we're enduring every day and we, uh, want to feel not alone in this fight
0: well, that was interesting because Glenn and I have spoken about this many times, and with you previously on the show, once it maybe went across one hundred days of, of of the invasion, I, I actually started to count the number of stories on the Guardian website, and of course, like many websites, they did start to drop off, whereas initially the entire news website of The Guardian and the BBC and others were entirely dominated by Ukraine. Five stories becomes four stories. Then other days, domestic stories start to dominate and, and the capital riot investigations in the US start to take center stage. You know, so inevitably, tragically, it is starting to slip slightly down the news agenda as unfortunately, historically, wars and conflicts often do. What can we do and what can you do and what can Singaporeans do to stop that from happening?
2: Mm, I think we need to be realistic. Of course, uh, in every corner of the world, in every country, there is uh, their own agenda. And, uh, of course, there can be news which come up and become really the highlight, uh, pulling Ukrainian uh, issues a bit down from the uh, highlights or headlines. But, you know, um, I think that we all, uh, and also the media representatives across the globe, are doing a tremendous job in bringing more and more stories about what is really happening in Ukraine, bringing some personal stories of people who are suffering uh, now. And this is something which uh, we can do only together. And I think in our globalized world, there is no far away anymore. So we all understand that. We all see that in every corner of the world, uh, Ukraine uh, and the war of Russia against Ukraine has uh, already brought heavy implications like inflation. Yep. Like food prices, which yes. are soaring, energy crisis. Uh, we live in the in the common, we have the common cyberspace, which is also under threat. Which means that uh, everyone feels it up close. And um, that makes it maybe... <clears throat> very critical and crucial for all of us just to keep it in focus. And
0: what President Zelensky has done extraordinarily well, I think, for modern politician, is to engage and maximize the use of social media. I mean, we saw him last week speaking again Mm. uh, at the Shangri-La Dialogues wearing the t-shirt that you are wearing right now, designed by our young Singaporean Ava So. Uh, I think I saw that he 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 sent out avatars to appear at different uh, European and international delegations. He has been so instrumental and so creative, frankly, in getting his personal message out to the rest of the world. And I'm guessing that has to continue. You're at the Shangri-La Dialogues. Uh. President Zelensky appears. Tell us what happens.
2: Yeah, so uh, I see those who knew about Eva's story trying to reach out to her and just (laughs) sending a SMS. Do you see it? Can you see it? The president of Ukraine is wearing a t-shirt. Well, it was really a a great moment. Uh, I think it was also um, a brilliant point made by the president as he presenting this project and speaking about it said, look, uh, we can show by supporting Eva's project that impossible Mm. can be made possible.
0: And just for the benefit of our listeners, uh, I believe it started off as an NFT uh, project, a design where you can buy, Mm. you can chip in and buy elements of the NFT. And then, of course, it was put on a T-shirt. Uh, which Zelens- Pre- President Zelensky himself wore at the shangri Yeah, that was really fun. I've read I've read stories of people saying they had tears in their eyes. You know, Singaporeans seeing the president in that t-shirt, which is just a remarkable story in itself. When did you know that he was going to wear it, or was it a surprise for you? To
2: be honest, I also didn't know it till till the last moment actually uh and uh but i you know i deep in my mind i had a feeling that it would happen that the president would go for that and would support his projects because this is something which is um more than just about uh, supporting a project of a young lady from singapore this yeah. is about the fact that uh, um everyone can contribute and everyone can support sometimes you know in different corners of the world you can hear uh, voices saying look we want to help ukraine but we don't know how it's so far away yeah, yeah it's not uh, the, the burden at all so you can always do something you can initiate projects like uh, spray paint ukraine or you can just donate to the red cross or you can just do some mm. uh, events and it can always help because the most important thing is again to speak about it to spread the word and to remain bold. And,
0: and i understand it began with a zoom call between you and ava so who are we're desperately trying to get on but between you and Ava so the singaporean mm. you had a zoom call with her back in april What was the conversation about?
2: It was a panel discussion with me as a main guest. I spoke about Ukraine, about the need to support it. Uh, There were many young people there bringing the ideas, willing to help, and Eva was one of those. Yeah, and then I said, Well, look, it's, uh, this is a good idea. Let's try yeah. to uh, to do something about it. And then a couple of weeks later, we met at another event. It was a huge fundraising event which we made with the Grand Coptown Hotel with more than 1,500 people there. It was a resounding success. And Eva uh, reached out to me. She she approached me at this event, just handed over the t shirt saying, Look, <laughs> now it's. She is not, the, short. The
1: she <laughs> is not short on. Guts, no, no, definitely <laughs> yeah, not.
2: So now it's your job. And I just proposed this idea to my yeah. uh, team, to my colleagues in Kiev.
1: Just this idea of, you know, even kids in school that can really make a difference, even with a small gesture. Some, some visual art piece like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's really heartening. And, of course, school kids all over the world have been contributing, um, uh, you know, drawings, artwork, trying to send, you know, uh, little care packages and things like that. Uh, and it really has been a global effort, I think, to keep this story alive and and, and try to at least emotionally support uh, you know your country people who are going through so much.
2: You're right, then. You know, uh, I think this is a great news for all of us that our young generation mm. is uh, really a generation of people we can be proud of because they really care yeah. and they really want to help. They want to contribute, and I think that they inspire also those decision makers to do more. We are grateful to all the governments across the uh, the globe who support Ukraine with their uh, humanitarian assistance packages. Just recently, on the 10th of June, the government of Singapore announced the second package of humanitarian assistance for Ukraine. Critically needed equipment for our emergency services, which is so important for Ukraine. Many thanks for that, and I think we will move forward on this path. And thanks again to the incredible people of
1: Singapore. Well, Ambassador, um, we are going to leave it there, unfortunately. Um, and Ambassador uh, Katarina Zelenko, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Hope to see you again. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks.
2: Thanks. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg
0: or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.